0: hello and welcome to the hey mama podcast
1: supporting women to make soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood
0: going back to basics changing our stories and trusting ourselves
1: i'm emily and i'm annabelle Hey hey mama welcome to today's episode thanks for joining us today We have the lovely Jill, who's mum of three, conscious educator, story weaver, yoga teacher, and so much more. Jill is the creator of many programs and offerings, such as Born Wise, and her latest project has been a collaboration with the lovely Tara Eldridge as The Light Weavers. So we're going to get into that today, talk about the offering, talk about emotional literacy and the inner world curriculum. I will say before we start, Jill and I (laughs) both of us are mums juggling trying to do all of the things so I have my daughter with me who decided not to sleep or actually no she slept for five minutes before we started (laughs) so you may hear her and you may also hear Jill's son in the background but that's all part of it
2: (laughs) so welcome Jill. (laughs) thank you thank you nice to be here (laughs)
1: yeah so excited to have you back for another episode, we've already spoken to you once about conscious education and it's so nice to, yeah, have you back on here to speak about this amazing offering that you have. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for you to tell us more about it and, and how it's used and, the you know, why you've kind of um, decided to do this. But, yeah, let's start off with, um, you know, if you just want to add anything to the intro that I have already done.
2: Thank you. Um, well, it's a pretty... It's a pretty great intro, so thank you. Um, (laughs) It's always interesting to hear other people introduce you because, yeah, it brings a different perspective. Um, And I guess, yeah, this um, Lightweavers project, I guess that actually came about, that was initially Tara's idea. So um, Tara Aldridge, who's a local um, Perth uh, yoga teacher and meditation teacher and, again, so many, you know, things. She runs amazing events And um, she'd already put together a um, sleep meditation for children that she did for free during, you know, the first COVID lockdown. And, um, you know, she had such a positive response to that from all of her, you know, she's got a massive community and everyone was really enjoying it. I know I used that um, sleep meditation with my boys, even my older boys, and um, during the lockdown, And they would even ask for it 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 was just really beautiful and anyway tara sort of approached me one day about her idea to put together more meditations and but to i guess she came to me to get maybe that early childhood slant on it or education and you know we just started talking and as these things grow and you know develop and evolve into their own thing it just became this we realized how much um beauty there could be in creating this curriculum for the inner world you know because which just suits my philosophy about education so much because most of what education's become and i know i'm pretty sure we talked about this the last time i chatted to you guys is that it's you know it's about external information being loaded into the child um and mm. part of my whole you know um, belief system around born wise is nourishing the internal world through our creativity and our play and our imagination. And so Tara's meditations just kind of, they it kind of was like a missing link for what I, I was looking for even in my work, if that makes sense. Because yeah, I'm all about the emotional intelligence and, and it just, the meditations kind of allow us to embody some of that learning, if it makes sense. The meditations are like seeds to kind of plant the teachings that we developed as part of that inner world curriculum, which is all about really nourishing emotional intelligence. Does does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it makes total sense, total sense. Um, we miss a lot of that, um, you know, during the school because there's so much more, um, like, importance put on other things and about on education and about learning that we actually yeah have less importance on the child and how they're feeling. So I really, really like to then talk to you about this emotional literacy and like what does it mean to you and why you think it's so important to support our children to become emotionally literate, I guess? Yeah, I
2: think I mean, that's such a a great question, and I, what I've found is over the maybe the last five or six years I think in my teaching just more and more of the emotional intelligence was I'm just going to say creeping in you know it was almost happening without me planning for it to be there it was just that that's what the need was. I, mean, I I was seeing um more and more that children um in the schools I was working at anyway were we're coming to school with, you know, this school readiness that we talk about in terms of like more of the academics, you know, they, they knew their letters and parents, obviously a lot of parents are very well informed um, or becoming more and more informed. And so we're doing things at home like reading and counting and letters and all of this sort of stuff, Um, which is amazing. But what I felt like was just this missing link was, exploring what an authentic emotional intelligence looks like but along that line recognizing that a lot of us now as adults maybe maybe we haven't got had our emotional intelligence completely nourished and Mm. you know so it's kind of like a new landscape as well like I, I know a lot of teachers and a lot of research and education talks about emotional um teaching emotions and all of this a lot but I think it can be quite, we're still not quite sure how to do that almost, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so emotional intelligence to me I guess is just and I think it's quite a broad term and I think it could be a bit different for different people but for me I kind of define it as having the skills I guess in life to, to build relationships I think relationships with learning but relationships with other people and relationships with yourself Um, because to me that's, yeah, that's kind of what we're going to need very much in the future, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, especially as jobs and what humans do for work changes as now technology's grown so much and technology does a lot of the jobs that humans used to do. It's like, well, what do we still have that technology coming and do for us and I feel it's it's the emotions and our creativity and imagination and everything that is connected to the inner world because
0: at the moment computers can't do that yet (laughs) yeah and I feel like our inner world is so unique to each individual person Mm -hmm. I think we all come here with something special to share something special that's just within us and like you say I feel like your whole philosophy is like just uncovering and nurturing that part of us um and I love that I love when you said that and this emotion like so how would you say how do we how do we begin to build that because even you mentioned as adults we're not deeply connected to that as well and we're learning too yeah, and I, the way
2: I approach it, which is the only way I, I kind of know how to approach these things, is to step into that role of learner at the same time, if that makes cool. sense. Yes, Because yeah. I have to relearn a lot of this stuff. I have to kind of um, relearn what, you know, I mean, even a teacher of mine mentioned recently about for me to learn the difference between giving love and receiving love, but then he threw in sharing love into the mix and I didn't even really know what that meant, you know. So it's, and I'm still learning that. So what I try to do is step into the space with the, with the kids I'm working with and just admit, let's let's find our way through this. What does this look like? But then I'm also constantly researching and constantly trying to up my own skills so that I can, um, you know, um, be their guide and mentor as well because as much as I think the children – And the teacher are collaborative learners there's still a responsibility as the adult or the elder or the more experienced person in the world to to help the children as well to kind of hold their hands um yeah so I've been trying to do a lot of research on that at the moment
1: yeah I love that and I I really think that it's nice to say that we are kind of on this learning journey with our children together as I guess we kind of unlearn things relearn mm-hmm. things repairing ourselves you know all of those things and it's quite it is special to be on that with them and it kind of gives you that um uh talking about this the other day like the less of the hierarchy as in like we're the mm. adult where are the parent we know so much more um and it's really nice to be able to get vulnerable like that and sometimes say well actually we don't know everything but then also i completely agree with what you're saying is that in the sense that they need someone as well to hold their hand and guide them and support them in a loving way. And I think that there is definitely a balance that can happen there between, you know, you doing that and supporting them, but also showing them that you actually don't have all the answers, but you're very much willing to learn. And this is how you're going to do that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm. Which is kind of modeling emotional intelligence in itself, right? (laughs) Like you're modeling, the complexity of emotions because i think you know maybe in the world of education we've been okay in recent years in kind of making sure we we label them, you know, with it's like label happy and sad and angry and all those really kind of more obvious i guess emotions but we haven't really delved into yet what does it mean when you're feeling you know nostalgic or um what does it mean when you're feeling a mixture of all of those emotions at the same time you know emotions aren't so simple that we can just label them um and I think that's what we've that's a starting point it's a great starting point but I think as well acknowledging that oh there's might be a lot more depth and complexity to this that we actually don't know yet we're not the full bottle on it I think probably what emotional intelligence can do for us is humanity we, we don't even know I think we're at the tip of the iceberg with it of just recognizing it as something to to like maybe we should think about it a bit more
1: yeah and it's like we're just learning more and more about ourselves when we do that and our kids mm-hmm. are learning more about more and more about themselves and that's um yeah I think that's so amazing for them to be able to do that at this age um as opposed to you know kind of getting to adulthood parenthood whatever it is and then trying to unravel all the stuff
2: Definitely, definitely and that's a lot to do with just our relationship to ourselves, right, you know, and and the inner world is such a big part of that. I think we've sort of grown up with that external focus which has to be a thing because we are part of the external world as well but we're kind of these, um, we've got all this stuff happening inside of us as well. So I think I've got a reasonably good connection to my inner world because it's quite... um, you know, that's what I did as a child. I would read books and I would tell stories and i play and i have stay quite connected to that part of me. Um, and I'm – but I'm definitely, you know, I, I need to get to know it a lot more but I have had a reasonable connection with that and one thing I know that it's given me is the ability to um, really come into myself when I'm faced with challenges and – yeah i I do feel that that it's helped me a lot through difficult times in my life Um, so i do personally feel there is a lot of value in helping our kids have this strong inner landscape so that when things are crazy on the outside there's somewhere you know that feels safe and familiar still um, kind of doesn't you know give us a free pass through challenges and difficulties but it, it gives us tools to to be able to ride the those times I guess so that's why I feel it's so important to just have this even an idea of it in a world curriculum you know just so that people are thinking about it if they're homeschooling or the kids are at whatever school it's just acknowledged that hey there's this whole other part of learning that we're not even touching the surf, you know. We're just kind of getting an idea of that it might be important.
0: That's so cool. I love that. You, yeah, that's explained so well. Um, I think if we do have that safe space within us, and can also, yeah, like you say, model to that to our children and teach them how to traverse the landscape within is huge it's huge for them it's huge to be able to of course connect with yourself and know that you you've got yourself and things go crazy as you get older or whenever because inevitably it's inevitable that there will be challenges but then also being able to communicate what is happening in the inner world to the outer world because we do live in such like a you know relationship sort of environment Mm,
2: mm. and
0: having the ability to be able to yeah 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 to know that that
2: it's um it operates on a different almost uses a different language i think Mm. you know so that's what can be quite interesting if you start to like connect more with your inner world it can be much more abstract in there like much more abstract and it doesn't communicate in the same way that the external world communicates Mm -hmm. and again i think there's this i mean i think you know in terms of what is the human potential like I, I think there's a lot of stuff that's kind of like being laying dormant within us that could be very powerful um, and probably is just part of our evolutionary process as we get, get yeah. to know, you know, know that part of ourselves and even our relationships with each other I think can stand to become so much stronger uh, just by the fact that we kind of um, we know ourselves a little bit more helps us know each other as well and even recognizing that someone else has an inner world yeah is, is powerful because we treat other beings as just this and it's you know oh there's a body and that's this and this is what they're doing but we often not got thinking well under what's going on underneath like <laughs> what is this person dreaming about and what is this person kind of really feeling right now um yeah I think there's a lot of power and yeah and yeah, what can come from us getting to know those spaces yes
0: yeah so like i'm really intrigued what sort of things if you don't mind sort of sharing do you cover when you go into the inner world curriculum we've um so
2: we've kind of pulled it together as um a series of teachings um and they're just they're statements you know they're statements that we came up with and then within each statement they um, I'll give you some as examples because it's probably easier to, to reveal it in that way. Um, they're very broad as well, you know, so the difference in an, more of an external curriculum, I guess, is that it can be very specific, you know, I don't know if mm-hmm. I, I know Emily's a teacher, so if you've looked at the curriculum, it might be a little dot point and it can be quite, quite specific in what that external learning needs to look like. We've deliberately kept the inner world curriculum a little more broad. So the statements are very broad, and it's like, well, how would you explore that um, as an individual and as a family? So um, one of the state, and each of the statements are connected to the meditation, if that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the meditations are, I think I said it at the start, we see the meditations as seeds that are planting these teachings. And then we have like a series of practices and um, which range from creative kind of practices to maybe nature-inspired practices to more, uh, I guess you can't, spiritual practices, which could be as simple as, you know, a certain type of breath. And each of these practices are what allows the seed to grow if that makes sense. So if you see the, imagine the practices as like, um, you know, sunshine and, and soil and water helping the, the seed of the teaching to grow. I don't know if that's too abstract. No, um, <laughs> that's cool. That's amazing. Mm. That's how I guess we think of them and the statements. Yeah. Very, very simple. There's um, I'm safe and supported is one of them. And um I haven't actually got them in front of me, which is ridiculous, but I'll send them through to you
0: guys.
1: <laughs> and, yeah,
0: I love it.
1: Yeah, I actually, I, I did have it in front of me before because I have got it. And they're just so beautiful. Like I'm safe and loved and I'm capable and calm and present and things like this. And they're just, it's just so nice to be able to have these clear statements and you can think, okay, where is my child at right now and how can I meet them in that moment? Where can I, you know, these are just some really great um, meditations and experiences that can help them during this time. And I think it makes it, yeah, they're just really clear and um, it gives you, yeah, some ideas of how you can explore it further. And what I'd like to talk to you about then is the meditations. Because I know that so many parents and especially those of us who are trying to, you know, parenting a, in a conscious way and, and who are on a spiritual journey of their own and they're like, oh, I would really love my kids to, to start meditating because I know how important it is and I know that it's something that I value. But you're like, how on earth are my kids going to do that? How am I going to get them to do that? And I, and I say get as, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah, talk to us about that.
2: Yeah, that it's, it's such a good question. And I've been on a huge journey with this because I did, you know, my uh, kids yoga teacher training quite a few years ago now. And then I did my kids meditation teacher training. Um, Sorry, no, I did a meditation teacher training course. It wasn't aimed at children. And so the mistake that I did back then is the children I worked with. I expected them to, and you know, I'm always happy to share my mistakes because I hope it helps other people <laughs> learn. But the mistake I made was to expect children to approach meditation in the same way as that that what that would look like for me.
1: You know, you know,
2: I def, even what I did is um, I knew that I needed to make the meditation shorter but I still expected it to be quite formal um, back then and it just didn't work. You know, they just weren't interested in it on that level. I definitely admit you sometimes get a child who will meet it on that level and that's amazing and if they do, fantastic, but the majority of children, especially very young ones, are not going to meet it on that level and to expect them to do so, I mean, that just caused me frustration (laughs) Um, and I didn't understand what was going on. So the meditation I had to become again, like, go okay, how how does this actually look with children and take myself on a journey with it and get a little bit more open-minded with it. And what I found is children will um, meditate, I guess in they kind of do it naturally. Anyway, you'll see them do it in their play. You'll see them do it, you know, often when they're in the bath, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen a child just playing with a cup of water kind of like, into the bath and pouring it in and you know I started to see that children meditate all the time Mm. because you know they're actually way more present than we are it just way more present Way way more present so that's what I started to realize I was like oh I don't have to teach the kids how to be more present. That's not what this is about. <laughs> so it was kind of like a um, process of almost elimination of going, well, what am I actually trying to teach a child here with med- you know, to meditate? So I think it's a good starting point for any parents who are doing that is checking in with, well, why do I actually want them to meditate and what – Am I actually wanting them to learn from the meditation? Because then you start to open up to different ways of doing that. So, you know, for some children, a meditation can just be playing in the background while they're colouring or they're playing with their cars or they're in the bath time. Like if you choose times where they're already in that meditative state and you just kind of play these um, meditations in the background, they're designed in a way that they're still kind of getting into the subconscious. You're still building up a habit of respect for the inner world, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, and doing it yourself, like is the number one
1: yeah.
2: way of obviously teaching these things. And my son, um, you know, he would be quite resistant to, to me putting on one of those meditations if I chose, you know, around this time of day, he'd, he'd just not be into it. But for him, he's happy to do it at bedtime. You know, if we lie down together and do it together and that's what these meditations were designed for. It's like they're little, you know, they've used a lot of imagery and they're really, you know, guided visualisations with storytelling aspects and they can be interactive. Like you can talk in the middle. of Tara's got an amazing voice that I find very soothing and nice for my own inner child (laughs) to listen to. And she she, um, puts questions into the meditations like, you know, what does this feel like to you or what does your special space look like? And we can talk in those meditations. You know, I think, again, it's like we've become quite rigid in what meditation looks like. When you're doing them with a child, it's more interactive, it's more playful, it's more imaginative. And then as they grow older, they can, if they want to take a deeper meditation practice or a more formal practice, they can. But it's more about just understanding that this is a connection to my inner world and that's valuable and I can do it with my parent, and, you know, what we really wanted to come from these meditations and the curriculum was if it's going to be about emotional, emotional intelligence, we really want the whole curriculum to nourish the relationships in that child's life and, you know, that's why we put out the parent-child one um, for free over the last week is because ultimately we just want people to have moments of of feeling that closeness and the connection and the relationship without actually having to do too much to get that you know I know when Mm -hmm. my boys were younger I was like okay I need to you know we have to schedule it time and I have to like do every second Saturday with this child and my husband will take every second Sunday with this you know we were doing all this scheduling to try and make sure we built our relationship and then I kind of thought, oh, it's it's so it's got to be so much more organic. It's got to fit into everyday life. It's got to be real and authentic. It's not got to have any pressure about it. And because children are knowing that as well, right, when we're doing something because we want an achieved outcome. It's very different to go, I really want to spend this morning with my child so I can connect with them. And you're coming at it from quite a rigid control because you've got this huge expectation on it to, oh, we're just lying in bed together and isn't this nice and it is what it is, you know? I don't know if that makes sense. So I think it's an invitation as well for parents or teachers if they're using it. A few teachers have bought the curriculum to just get really creative with how the meditations work and then drawing on the practices to help build a relationship with the meditations because, again, kids will do something if they have a connection and a relationship to it if it's a little bit kind of well why are we doing this or what's the reason behind doing this and they're not connected to it they're not going to pretend to do it um I did it with my three or four year old the other night and I mean for the first 30 seconds <laughs> he was saying this is boring <laughs> this is boring <laughs> I don't want to do this and he kind of, it was more bedtime that he was resisting at the time and then I just lay there and he played with his cars, and he ended up cuddling up to me and we did the meditation together and it was actually really sweet. Um, mm. But, yeah, you know, I know people will think, oh, my child, they won't sit and listen to this. It's, you know, um, I do a, use the meditations with the kids here at Born Wise and there's probably two or three, of the girls who are quite, they actually lie down and they get crystals out and they put crystals on their foreheads and weighted blankets and get their, like, dolls next to them and it's all lying down and it's beautiful. And then the boys will just maybe be, like, you know, playing with Lego while they listen or Mm -hmm. doing something different. It's quite interesting to see how it flows through different children and different families and that's kind of the whole point, I think, is knowing yourself through these teachings yeah
1: yeah I love that I'd actually really love to share as well what um happened when we were doing one of them the other day yeah Um, yeah so we were just having like a home day which we tend to just do once a week just so that we can you know not have all the things planned and trying to get all the place go to all the places and things um but it was becoming really difficult I don't know (sighs) Everyone was wanting to do different things in the day. The boys are wanted me to play this and then that, but at different times. And it was always, it wasn't matching up with when Mila was wanting to sleep. And it got to the point where I was feeling really frustrated and I could tell they were feeling really frustrated. Mm. And I was like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do in my head? And, you know, I think Jill and you and I have had this conversation before where you're like, I'm a teacher. I should know something. I should be able to come (laughs) up with something to do with them. And um, I was like, what am I going to do? And then I was like, oh, Okay. I'm going to have a look at um, Jill and Tara's meditations and see. And I said to the boys, should we do one of these? And I went through them all and they chose um, one about being magical. Um, So we put that on. And exactly as you said before, we were being really interactive in it. So there were questions that were being asked and we were talking about them through the meditation because I just wasn't putting any kind of um, expectations on how it Mm. should look. I was like, let's just see where they take it. And then before I knew it, my oldest had gone over and he'd gone and got some paper and some pens and and he's drawing this magical cape that he'd imagined. And I was like, okay, this is great. And then, you know, then I was like, oh, I'm going to draw mine too. So then we're doing this. And before we knew it, like a few hours had gone past and it had extended into all these other things and drawing these, like a map of of a place and it was really incredible what journey it took us on um so yeah mm. I just wanted to share that it's like having no expectations and just starting with yeah one of those yeah. medications where it took us then for the afternoon
2: I love that because I mean I think essentially what we wanted to do is just know um just even get that on people's radar that hey there is this inner world and we can pay a lot more attention to it and give it value and kids actually love that they respond really well because you know they're they're connected again to their inner world through their play and creativity but you know we adults can often be you know too busy doing important adult stuff to to think there's any importance in what they're doing you know like to to, oh they're just playing we're doing Mm. all the like big important stuff when perhaps it's the other way around you know perhaps while they're doing their play they're I mean literally that that is them building their inner world and building their inner landscape and figuring out their emotional um, capacity and intelligence and but we have just again been got used to not thinking that's important but I love that Emily how it just kind of flowed really nicely and we really wanted that for people we wanted that curriculum for that reason to be open-ended so that it's like hey we've got a bunch of practices you can do that can help you um expand on this teaching but come up with your own because the kids are probably going to come up with better ideas at the end of the day and we don't want to <laughs> you know not have their ideas because that that's the whole point of doing this is to to realize we've all got really great ideas lying inside of us we just often have forgotten how to communicate with them
1: oh well thank you so much Jill I'd love for you now to share you know how we can find this where we can find you
2: yeah, you can. We've got there's a website connected to this, so it's www.lightweavers.com.au, and you can access the the curriculum, the meditations, which all come together there. Um, we've made it super um, accessible as well. It's only twenty nine ninety nine, and we did that for our launch price um, because we wanted to make sure that people could get this. You know, we wanted it to. We believe that you know every child should have some sort of, you know, um something to help them with their emotional intelligence and nourishing that. So yeah, you can access it there on our website. Um both Tara and I talk about it on our um individual social media pages. So that's for me at um Born wise and Tara Aldridge Yoga on Instagram. So I can send you these links. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's
1: it. I think that's where you can find us. Perfect. Well, we'll put that um, website in the show notes and we'll be tagging you on our post. So it'll be super easy for everybody to find you and find where to get that. Um, Yeah, so just thank you so much for sharing that with us and also for putting this offering out there because it really is so beautiful and something that is so needed, I think.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm really, you know, I'm always passionate and excited about my work, but this, this one feels really important. It's very close to my... Heart. So, yeah, thank you for letting us have this space to talk about <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to the Hey Mama podcast.
0: If you're enjoying the show, please share with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes.
1: We hope you're having a beautiful day, Mama.